Welcome to Great Commission Conversations, a program where we engage in conversation with Bible-believing Christian workers who are serious about getting the gospel around the world. I'm Lee Cadenhead, a missionary to Zimbabwe, Africa, sent out of Cornerstone Baptist Church in Carthage, Tennessee, and your host for this Great Commission Conversation. One of the critical needs for virtually any mission work anywhere in the world is printed literature such as Bibles, Bible portions, and gospel tracts. In some cases, this literature can be obtained on the foreign field, but at other times it's most suitable to print what's needed stateside and then ship those to where they will be used. My guest today is Brother Alan Johnson, director of Wings Bearing Precious Seed, a ministry dedicated to getting the incorruptible seed of God's Word from stateside storehouses to needy foreign fields. He's also involved in taking short-term mission trips with an emphasis upon scripture distribution. In today's program, we talk about the ministry of Wings Bearing Precious Seed and the business of distributing the Word of God to the world. Brother Johnson, one of the obvious needs on virtually every mission field around the world is Scripture. And getting Scripture into the hands of missionaries and national pastors around the world, I guess, is the business of wings bearing precious seed for as long as it's been in existence. So if you don't mind, Brother, why don't you start by giving us a bit of background about the history of wings bearing precious seed and how you got involved in the ministry. Uh, Yes, sir. Um, Brother Bob Adams began the ministry in 1977. He was a pastor in Indiana, and he had, was a small plane pilot, and he had been on mission trips with Don Frazier and Carlos Demarest, pioneers of the Bearing Precious Seed movement, as I call it anyways. And uh, he had seen the dearth of scriptures overseas, and uh, came back and started Wings Bearing Precious Seed in 1977. Uh, for the first 10 years, he actually flew scriptures, primarily into Central America, had some health issues that didn't allow him to continue flying, uh, discovered he could do more by way of shipping and uh, began with uh, M bags back then, mail bags. We could ship two boxes, basically 70 pounds of scripture for about $70. Uh, those days are long gone. But uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, from there, he uh, it became boxes and then pallets. And in 1999, they shipped the first full uh, container. I met Bob Adams down in Monterey, Mexico. And at a Bible conference in 2000 and became uh, friends and did a couple projects together and a few years later he asked me to pray about joining him in the ministry the Lord led us to do that in 2006 and uh, we've uh, been excited to be involved in getting the Word of God to a lost and dying world ever since so you meant you mentioned what you referred to as the bearing precious seed movement when I hear that terminology when I hear that phrase I think of course of scripture printing and uh, in order for scripture to get distributed, it's got to be printed. That's not your ministry, though. Once the scripture is printed, we've got to get it to the foreign field and into the hands of foreign missionaries and national pastors. So I guess that's it. That's the focus of your ministry, handling the logistical and the shipping end once the material is printed. So if you don't mind, walk, walk us through the process. Uh, how do you, let, let's, let's go to the very beginning. How do you identify missionaries to work with or projects to help with? And what exactly is involved in getting the printed Word of God into the hands of foreign workers? Sure. Uh, well, first of all, we appreciate every uh, printing ministry. We work with Independent Baptist uh, Printing Ministries. We are an Independent Baptist church, uh, local church ministry. And uh, 
Most of those ministries, of course, they focus on raising paper funds, and that's needed. Obviously, printing the Word of God is very important. Uh, but they don't do any good sitting in warehouses, and sure. so we got to get them to the into the hands of the pastors and missionaries around the world to, you know, further distribute them. Of course, we there's a few different ways that we do our distribution. Uh, we do have a warehouse here. While we do not print ourselves, we work with a lot of different uh, printing ministries. Sometimes the request comes from them uh, as far as help on shipping something. Uh, a lot of times the request comes directly from missionaries and national pastors that. Uh, are either aware of our ministry or become aware of our ministry. And uh, they might know of a printing ministry that's willing to print, but unable to really even cover the shipping costs. And so that's kind of where we come in, getting it from, from A to B or perhaps B to C. And uh, uh, sometimes a missionary, when they first go to the field, they might take a container with personal items and have room for scriptures, in which case we'll get the scriptures to them. Uh, of course, at no cost to them, and help with the, defray the costs of the shipping of the container as well. Uh, so some those are some of the ways uh, that we, we do the distribution uh, work. So you've been involved in this since 2006, and it uh, seems like you are, are keeping up with the stats of, of what's getting accomplished. Can you tell our listeners about how much literature have, you've been a part of, of shipping, how many countries, how many languages, that kind of thing? Yes, sir. Uh, we have now shipped scriptures in 79 languages. We should reach 80 uh, this year and to 163 uh, nations overall. And uh, we have shipped over 70 million scriptures uh, since we started keeping, keeping track in, uh, about 10 years ago. And uh, so we're excited about, uh, about that. Uh, we've cons cons consistently tried to get into to new countries. And so over the last 10 years, we've gotten into at least 50 new countries that we hadn't shipped to uh, beforehand. And, but we're just scratching the surface. There's still lots to be done and a lot of seed to get out of the barn. So you, you've got a, you mentioned some of the new countries. Uh, you, you have a personal goal, I guess, of reaching into new countries every year where Wings Bearing Precious Seed has not previously shipped to. What are the more, what are some of the more recent countries that you've shipped to? Uh, well, it, uh, there's a story behind one of them, if I can share that. Sure. Uh, we just shipped a container. In fact, I just got word that it's uh, landed in port in Gabon. Gabon is a French-speaking country in Africa. Uh, we have a world prayer map. And uh, when I first started with this ministry, people would ask me, so where are you a missionary to? And uh, I started to say, to the world. And then I thought, you know, I better know what I'm talking about. And to make the long story short, I, I found a prayer map and started praying for places I had never heard of. God used that to enlarge my vision and burden for the world. And uh, at that time, there was about 70 countries that didn't have a single independent Baptist uh, missionary. I don't believe that's God's fault. I believe that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And uh, and so I, we, I believe we need a missions revival in terms of uh, people heeding uh, God's call. I think he's still calling. Some are not listening and some are not praying. Uh, Jesus said, pray there for the Lord of the harvest. So anyways, been praying for Gabon for years now. That It was one of those 70 countries that didn't have a single independent Baptist uh, missionary. About two years ago, I was in a conference, and lo and behold, I saw a missions table for Gabon. I was so excited. I'm Amen. looking around. The missionary wasn't behind the table, and I'm, I'm searching for him. And anyways, I, I found him, and uh, his name is Brother Fisa Mihi Mihindu. He's actually from Gabon. And he came to America to study uh, medical, uh, for, to study medicine, 
And God had other plans, and uh, he ended up grounded in an independent Baptist church out west and uh, trained, called to the ministry, and going back to Gabon to reach his own people. And uh, so uh, he, uh, he, of course, finished up deputation and just left last December, and we shipped the container with French Bibles, New Testaments, John and Romans, and Gospel tracts, and he's going to have ammunition to hit the road running, uh, so to speak, there in Gabon. So we're very excited about uh, about that, and that is uh, a new country uh, as of this year uh, for us. So what's on the horizon? What are what are some of the uh, of the countries that you hope to get into in the near future? Uh, well, we've been uh, amongst other places. I've been praying for. Uh, some of the islands in the Pacific, not, some of them not real big places, but I believe Jesus died for all. And uh, and so some of them, of course, we can't ship scriptures if we don't have a contact. And uh, But uh, the Lord has been an answering, uh, and we've been seeing new contacts, and uh, we're, we're hoping to get some scriptures into Kiribati, um, a country that I've been praying for for years. I heard of a ministry printing the Kiribati Bible, but uh, they had some major setbacks in, for years as far as getting the translation and getting the file and being able to print it. And uh, that finally took place and uh, working out some of the details to get that there. Also some other, uh, other contacts on deputation to go to the Solomon Islands. We have shipped there, but they have a burden to, to from there reach out into some of the other island nations there. And so we're hoping that that will be, uh, become a, a contact that we can help uh, disseminate the scriptures there in the in some of the uh, islands in the Pacific. And you're putting feet to these prayers too. You're actively looking for uh, more ways for wings bearing precious seed to get involved and in getting the word of God out around the world. I was in a meeting recently and my heart was stirred as the uh, as I saw a presentation of how the Fellowship Tract League is preparing a shipment to go into Pakistan and uh, some doors that the Lord has supernaturally opened. And uh, I guess you you sort of caught that caught that vision and burden too, and wanted to be a part of that. Is that right? Uh, yes, sir. Fellowship Track League has been through the years our main provider for gospel tracks. Uh, we work with a lot of other printing ministries, of course, when it comes to the scripture portions and New Testaments and even whole Bibles. But uh, a majority of the tracks that we have shipped have come from Fellowship Track League, and so sometimes we we sponsor one of their containers and. Um, and the, this Pakistan project actually will be the Ur Urdu language, uh, gospel tracts. We have shipped to Pakistan before, but uh, we are going to be working. Uh, this kind of shows you as far as networking of, of ministries. Uh, Fellowship Trackly will be printing those tracts. Uh, Bible Tracts, Inc. Has the, is the ones that has the contact and had the burden to get this project, but they didn't have that particular language. And, uh, and so we are partnering with the with the ship, shipping end of things uh, to get the, the the gospel seed over there into Pakistan a very needed needy nation of course and we're excited to hear uh, so I believe that a lot of what we hear will not be until we get to heaven but sure. it is exciting when we do get you know get stories back of, of people being saved whether it's through the gospel tracks or, or scripture portions and of course um, not only do we ship tracks we're, we're all for shipping tracks but we also believe in in discipleship and having people grow 
and that's why we focus a lot of our attention on on scripture portions that uh, you take the book of Romans for example you can you can get saved but you can also learn a lot about Christian service from the book of Romans oh yeah and uh, but we want believers to have whole bibles i was in a meeting with a pastor national pastor from Liberia years ago and just broken hearted as he shared of pastors that didn't even have their own whole bible and uh, we are so blessed in america uh, you can go to a discount store and pick up a copy of the Word of God for $1. And a lot of people don't realize this, but 90% uh, of Americans have Bibles. Obviously, most of them aren't reading it or living it, but we have access. We are very blessed. Around the rest of the world, only 25% even have access. Uh, some of them even have uh, John 3.16 translated, much less, you know, a whole Bible. And uh, so there's a great need. And uh, back to that Liberia story, we... we, we um, Partnered with Mount Pisgah Baptist Printing in Oliver Springs, Tennessee, and shipped over 10,000 whole Bibles uh, to Liberia and to help some of those pastors have their own copy of the Word of God. It's really hard. You gave the statistic of 90% of Americans having a Bible. It is very difficult for us to even imagine what what so much of the church around the world is up against with not having a copy of the Word of God. It's almost we don't have a category for it. I witnessed this myself in some very rural areas in Zimbabwe. I did a conference and preached through the book of Ephesians, and you come to the end of that book, and it's talking about the whole armor of God. Mm -hmm. And here are people that, out of 450 people over the course of two rural conferences, there were maybe a dozen preachers that had a copy of the Word of God. Nobody else can take the sword of the Spirit in any tangible way and uh, and get involved in spiritual warfare and we saw the Lord answer uh, answer prayer to provide scripture for those people and right. it was a thrill um, but boy the the need is so great I cannot imagine brother Johnson um, being in church without my Bible it's, it's yes. hard for me to even imagine but this is what so much of the world is up against really I appreciate the fact that you you mentioned of course that's a it's an independent Baptist ministry but you're working with a lot of different printing ministries, a lot of different missionaries, a lot of different stripes of missionaries. It's not something that we really get into on the podcast here, but there are different camps and different uh, different boards and different churches and different philosophies of missions and so forth. But um, I, I'd say that all of us are in agreement that the Word of God is essential to get this job of, of getting the gospel around the world, the printed uh, script, the printed page, scripture printed, gospel literature printed. That's something that we can uh, that we can all agree is absolutely essential to this work. So, um, I, I guess that uh, that has given you an opportunity to work with a lot with a with a wide variety of um, of independent Baptists and Bible believing Christians to get the gospel, the printed page around the world. Yes, sir. In addition to shipping scripture, another part of your ministry has been taking short-term mission trips and, and with an emphasis on scripture distribution on the mission field. So, um, of course, you, you, we didn't go into it, but you have a background in missions. You're, you're, a, you're an MK. Yes, sir. Uh, you, you had sort of a circuitous route to Christian service yourself. Um, but when and, and how did you get involved in taking short-term trips, and what are some of the places, uh, for instance, that you've been able to take teams over the years? Well, my, my first trip was a long-term trip. I was two years old when my parents went to Brazil as missionaries. <laughs> and uh, 
So I grew up in, in Brazil, very thankful for my parents who've been there for 47 years now. I have three brothers, they're all missionaries back in Brazil. Uh, I came back to the States and um, God did call me to ministry. Some people ask, so why aren't you a missionary to Brazil? Well, my answer is very simple, God didn't call me. Um, I love Brazil, great food by the way. If you wanna join us on our trip coming up to <laughs> in September, I promise you some good food. And uh, But uh, anyways, um, <clears throat> Uh, I met Brother Adams, as I mentioned, back in 2000, joined the ministry in 2006, and uh, went with him to Honduras in 07. That ended up being his last foreign trip due to the Alzheimer's that he had. And uh, so, anyways, I, I we have now taken 21 trips. Our first official, uh, where I began actually leading groups, uh, was in 2010. We went to South Africa uh, for the World Cup. The Lord gave us an open door to do World Cup and Olympic outreaches where we would take in scriptures in multiple languages. Uh, um, <clears throat> John and Romans, for example, in English for South Africa when we were in Brazil was in Portuguese, but then it had a gospel track or gospel presentation in about 20 different languages. And uh, we were able to reach people from uh, 30 to 40 nationalities on those different trips. And so that was exciting. Um, <clears throat> but a lot of our trips are built around uh, helping a church either get started or or be established and uh, what we'll do is we'll do cr uh, customized John and Romans and of course we ship those ahead of time along with flyers and then we, we take a team in our teams have averaged around 15 or so people uh, we've taken over a hundred people uh, in total on our 20 uh, 21 trips now and uh, but we'll ship those ahead of time take the team in and pass them out Go door, door to door, basically just leaving materials on doors, uh, in part and partially because the people that on our trips don't speak the language, um, but also because we want to get the word of God into as many homes as we can. And furthermore, there's a flyer inviting them to evangelistic services, and uh, of course the gospel is preached. The visitors fill out a visitors card, and uh, so that the missionary or pastor can follow up with them later. And then uh, one of the exciting things for the trip for those that go. Uh, they work hard throughout the week, passing out the scriptures, either house to house or going to you know markets, bus stations where people are on the streets and giving them hand to hand that way. But uh, then seeing the visitors come to the service and turn their visitors card in at the end of the service to receive their whole Bible, and so that's kind of how our our trips uh, work. We've done 21 to about 16 different countries and while we ship worldwide most of our trips are to English, Spanish and Portuguese speaking countries since uh, we speak those languages and by God's grace in those 21 uh, trips we've shipped or we've distributed over 600 and almost 650,000 scriptures on the trips and seen over 550 professions of faith. Amen. We, this, this issue of short-term mission trips comes up quite a bit on the podcast because there is a value not only for the uh, for the fruit that's born on foreign fields as we cooperate with missionaries and national pastors to get literature out, to promote meetings, to see souls saved, of course, but it also has a value for the participant, it, that there is a uh, residual effect, of course, in American churches that send their people around the world. There's a there's a burden that is ignited in the hearts of those that actually see a foreign field. You mentioned the um, the, the the World Cup trip, 2010, Johannesburg, right? Yes, uh, Pastor Eaton uh, was listening to him talk about how that was the first trip that the first mission trip that he went on 
with your group. Um, pastor Mark Eaton, the pastor here at Central Baptist Church, the home church of Wings Bearing Precious Seed. And he was talking about how it changed his life, how uh, he, he could have he could have just stayed in South Africa. It was yes. it, it stirred him so. How how do you, how have you seen these short-term mission trips positively impact American pastors and American churches? Sure. Well, I've often said uh, that the the average Mormon takes a two-year mission trip and they fund it. And the average Baptist takes a two-week vacation. <laughs> I'm not against vacations, but I, I really believe every, every um, certainly every Christian in America, we, we are blessed. And I, I think they ought to take a mission trip. Um, we say that it's to help the missionary, but a lot of it is really to help the individual going. Uh, as you mentioned, that God does work in, in hearts. And of course, the, multi, the, reason, the reasons are multifaceted, but Yes, we want to go and be a help to the national pastor or missionary that we're working with. Obviously, we want to help reach lost souls on, on the field. But we want God to, you know, to stir our eyes, affect our heart. And, uh, and God can do a work in hearts. You already mentioned uh, Pastor Eaton. Uh, we have, we've had young people that have gone on trips that have surrendered to missions. Uh, I think of one young lady who I thought it was ironic that she had graduated from a Bible college in missions and never been on a mission trip. Her <laughs> first mission trip was with us in 2012. She ended up going on two of our trips that year, and now she's a missionary in Papua New Guinea. Amen. And uh, <clears throat> and we have some other young people that are now uh, training for missions. Um, and uh, uh, there's a missionary that didn't go on a trip with us, but he told me he's in India today. And God, God called them to India uh, using our world prayer map, and uh, wow. so it's 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 an exciting thing to see how how God is uh, using um, our ministry, not just to get the scriptures out there, but uh, but by taking the trips and through the world prayer map and just work, working on hearts, and uh, we're we're looking forward to see what God will do through it all. Over this more than a decade of taking trips, twenty-one trips, and. <clears throat> Uh, hundred plus participants. Are there uh, are there any particular places or particular trips over the years that stand out as as especially fruitful for you personally or for others? Sure. Uh, well, that's always a, a, a hard question. People often ask, you know, what's your favorite trip or favorite place? And every trip kind of takes on its own flavor. Um, God has always been good and and just putting together great teams and. Um, my wife sometimes jokes and calls it organized chaos, but <laughs> but uh, but uh, we we uh, the, the Lord always works. There's always obstacles, of course, and sometimes the team members know that and don't. But uh, Lord helps us get, get over them. As far as uh, fruitfulness, uh, some of our most fruitful trips, as far as professions of faith, anyways, uh, were in Guatemala and Belize, uh, both both of which we were able to get into the schools, and uh, that's been a a great blessing on uh, some of the trips we're able to get into the public school system and been able to not only pass out packets that we prepare but to preach the gospel and uh, that's been a blessing uh, as far as uh, response uh, Honduras on one of our Honduran trips we had 250 visitors that came to the services wow. and received whole Bibles Amen. and so that was um, just uh, just an exciting uh, trip there uh, as well and uh, I'll tell, uh, earlier I, I thought about this uh, story when you were talking about in Zimbabwe. Even in Mexico where, you know, there is a, a, 
comparatively speaking anyways, a, a, a lot of missionaries and, and whatnot, but we were in the city of Tampico and we had distributed 75,000 scriptures, one of our highest distribution trips. But uh, a hard a hard place, and, and uh, anyways, I don't have time to get into the whole story, but we had services on Sunday after distributing the scriptures that week. And uh, I'll never forget, um, we had had the service, we had had people come forward, get saved, and of course visitors received their Bibles. And then we were <clears throat> outside, basically, kind of a porch area of the church behind a gate, having lunch at the tables there. We had already finished our lunch, an 82-year-old man walked up to the gate holding his John and Romans in his hand. And he had been walking for two hours looking for the church. He had gotten the John and Romans and the invitation earlier in the week and been looking for the church uh, that morning. He he missed the service, but uh, Pastor Vasquez, of course, had him uh, come in and, and get a meal and got to lead him to Christ. And, uh, and he was just so so excited to get his copy of, of the whole Bible, of the Word of God. And uh, that is one of the, just the highlights of the trips when we see someone come to church with the John and Romans that they received in their hands throughout the week, whether personally or on their door or whatever. And then they come and receive Christ in their heart and then they receive a whole Bible that they can grow by and with. And uh, boy, I, I tell you what, there's just, there's nothing better than that. <laughs> Amen, nothing like it. Yeah, great. Well, brother, you um, this has got to be appealing to uh, to missionaries. The idea of, of somebody else taking on some of the logistical considerations of getting a uh, getting a container of scripture to the foreign field. Missionaries have so much going on, and uh, that just the fact is that missionaries, uh, despite some people's perceptions, they are not expert in all things. <laughs> they got their they've got their boats loaded plenty to do without learning the ropes of, uh, of shipping internationally. So I'm sure you have guys reach out to you when they learn about what you're doing. But if any of our, if, if any of our missionary listeners uh, want to learn more about Wings Bearing Precious Seed, how can they, how can they learn more about, uh, about the ministry or reach you? Uh, yes, sir. I encourage you to, uh, any listener, to go to our website, Wings BPS. Well, BPS is in Bearing Precious Seed. Wings BPS. Wings Bearing Precious Seed.org will also write, redirect you to our website. And uh, you can email me. The easiest email to remember is just info at wingsbps.org. And uh, we, uh, we'd be happy to, to help in any way that we can. Um, uh, we we pray by the way daily for um, for church planters for God to raise up labors, and uh, but it doesn't make any sense to send missionaries into spiritual warfare without the ammunition of the Word of God, and so that's where we come in. If we can help uh, get the precious uh, seed of the Word of God, whether it's gospel tracts or whole Bibles or anything in between, uh, that's that's what we're here for, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, also, if you'd like a copy of our world prayer map, Jesus said, Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Most Christians, I'm afraid, do not answer that prayer request, the only specific prayer request that Jesus left us. Uh, he taught a lot on prayer, but that's the specific request that he gave us. And the world prayer map is a tool to help you systematically pray through uh, the world. If you pray for eight countries a day, you'll pray through the 227 nations and so Contact us. We'll be happy to send you a world prayer map. Visit our website, learn more about our ministry. And if you're a missionary or church planner and have a need for scriptures, we'd be happy to help there as well. 
Amen. And I'm sure they can find out, too, about uh, the upcoming trips and so forth by way of the website. I guess COVID, like every, everybody else, COVID sort of messed up some, some planned trips. But you're headed to Brazil in the fall. Is that right? Uh, yes, sir. I'm having a missionary uh, mission trip uh, withdrawals. Yeah. We got to go to Peru last February of, of 19. And then we had to cancel two trips last year, Chile and Tokyo, for our Olympic outreach. That's been canceled altogether. Chile's been indefinitely postponed due to uh, restrictions still in Chile. But Brazil looks good, and uh, we're excited to go back. To, uh, we were with my youngest brother in Taubaté, city of 300,000 people. Uh, we were there five and a half years ago to help them start the church. Uh, he said that the that trip and all the scriptures that went forth were very instrumental in helping them get a, a kickstart there. Uh, we had 100 visitors, I believe, uh, to the services, and they got a good nucleus started from the get-go. And the Lord's blessed. They've moved already locations and growing, and uh, we're going to be there for their sixth anniversary. And so <clears throat> uh, I'm not looking forward to... You know, wearing the mask on the flight and some of those things, but I believe it's uh, it's worth it to to get help spread the gospel there and give another shot in the arm uh, for their uh, gearing up for their sixth anniversary services. Yeah, I was blessed to uh, an unexpected blessing for me. I had uh, gotten wind that um, that there was a container that was being prepared for South Africa and then Zimbabwe. Uh, I guess scripture for uh, the work in South Africa, and then Shona scriptures that were designated for Zimbabwe. And uh, got to walk into the warehouse this week and see pallets of Shona scripture headed to the, to the same field that our family is headed to that are being handled by Wings Bearing Precious Seed. And uh, thrilled my heart, a lot of good seed. I'm sure excited about how the Lord's going to do uh, what the Lord's going to do with that scripture, and uh, I, it 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 reaffirms uh, my confidence in the Lord's care for the Zimbabwean people to get uh, that uh, that needed scripture into the hands of those needy believers, and uh, and the potential for the evangelizing of uh, sinners there in Zimbabwe. Aside from the You've got this, uh, this container should go out in short order to South Africa and uh, got this trip coming up in September. What's, uh, what's the next thing on the agenda for Wings Bearing Precious Seed? And what's the, now that COVID is lifting and things are, <clears throat> things are starting to ship again, travel's opening up, what's the, uh, what's the vision going forward? Uh, well, I I'd encourage you to pray for uh, Chile. We, we've had... Uh, several pallets ready to go for over a year now and our trip has been postponed and uh, we're, we're hoping to ship regardless but uh, they're still having uh, quarantines on, on weekends and so it would just not be conducive to to carrying out really our, our, our trip but uh, we are hoping to ship this year and uh, so they at least have the materials handy there and then once those uh, weekend quarantines lift, uh, plan the trip as soon as we can after that. Uh, so be in prayer uh, about that. And uh, <clears throat> we also are uh, working on a container for India. This is a brand new project. I actually just got a phone call yesterday and uh, from a pastor friend of ours that uh, actually they do uh, printing and binding up in Indiana. And they have some Telugu scriptures sitting, uh, waiting to go to India. But uh, India is also somewhat 
closed, locked down in terms of the missionaries not, or the national pastor, I believe it is, is not ready to receive it because of COVID-related issues there in India. So pray that the Lord lifts some of those and uh, that we can get this these materials out, the seeds, some of the, some seed that's been sitting in the barn. Uh, we are thankful for a container that went to Kenya that was postponed last year because of COVID, but that is on the waters, I believe, right now and on the way to Kenya. And so we're, we're excited about that. But uh, there's, there's, there's a lot going on and different uh, projects opening up. Um, but uh, as far as the next container that should ship, uh, Brazil uh, coming up. Uh, the materials are ready for that shipment. And then the tracks that were mentioned earlier, the Urdu tracks going to Pakistan, that should ship this month of May. And so those are the two containers going out uh, this month. Our goal is to ship at least uh, to, well, to 21 nations this year, 20 and 21, and, um, and a container to every continent. Uh, it looks like we're going to do more than that, but uh, that's our, our goal. And the Lord's been opening a lot of, lot of doors. And uh, some of them we're just kind of waiting. Uh, some are, uh, you know, Satan's obviously, he's not, uh, he doesn't want the word of God going for us. So pray for us that the word of the Lord would have free course. Amen. Well, thank you for your time, Brother Johnson. Appreciate you, uh, what you're doing to get the word of God around the world and for you taking the time to have this conversation today. Thank you, Brother Caden, and wish you the best as you minister through this podcast and as you prepare to go to Zimbabwe. Lord bless all the listeners. Thanks for tuning in to the program today. There are so many important support elements related to the work of missions, tools that facilitate the objectives of evangelism, discipleship, church planting, and leadership training. Scripture distribution would be near the top of that list, and getting the seed of the Word of God into the hands of foreign workers can be an expensive and sometimes complicated endeavor. There are some missionary support ministries, like Wings Bearing Precious Seed, that, while not directly engaged in church planting, play an important role in facilitating the essential objectives of the Great Commission. There are a lot of different ways to get involved in getting the gospel around the world. If you'd like to contact Brother Johnson, I'm sure he'd be glad to send you a copy of their World Prayer Map. As for this podcast, you can subscribe to the program on a multitude of different listening apps. And if it's been a blessing to you, please feel free to invite others to tune in. I always welcome your feedback. You can contact me, Brother Lee, by email at greatcommissionconversations at gmail.com. Until next time, let's do what we can to preach the gospel and distribute the scriptures in the regions beyond.